Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 79, The Detective Pikachu Review. Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And yeah, it's review time once again, and we're going to be talking about that new Pokemon movie that showed up recently, the Detective Pikachu one. Now, it was known as Detective Pikachu for the last several months, but within, I think, what, the week of the film's release, they just decided, you know what, Detective Pikachu is just not enough. People need to know that this is a Pokemon film, so they just threw Pokemon on the front. So now there's a whole extra set of syllables you have to say when you say the film's title now. So, I've noticed this happened a few times here and there with certain films that with the lead up to their release or just after their release, the film name changes either in its entirety or they change a few things here and there. You're just like, why? Why can't you just stick to one thing? Did you not know that this title was not good enough when you were making it in production? It bothers me, you know. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, it's not that long-winded of a title, but I just, for the sake of this review, I'm just going to call it Detective Pikachu. Okay, mini pet peeve over. Anyway. Before we start talking about the film, let's go back and do a little bit of background detail. Now, for those who don't know, I grew up during the era of Pokemon when it pretty much exploded in the, uh, you know, mid to late 90s. I remember watching Pokemon on TV for the first time on Sky One, and that was the most incredible, strange thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I was like, Mom, I want this. So she got us a Game Boy and Pokemon Red, and then from there, my love for Pokemon just ascended into madness. Now, it sort of capped around Gen 3 and the remakes of Red and Blue. So, the last Pokemon game I heavily invested my time in was Pokemon Fire Red for the Game Boy Advance. After that, I still played each subsequent generation afterwards, but with a declining liking for the series afterwards. After that, I moved on to other random stuff. It wasn't until like uh, X and Y came out that I found my rejuvenated love for the franchise. And while it's never gonna, you know, reach that crazy height that it was in the 90s, I do have a nostalgic love for Pokemon that always keeps me coming back to the franchise regardless of how many times I say, I'm done with this, I don't need any new Pokemon, some of the new anime stuff looks weird, why is this still happening? But you know, Pokemon just has that effect on people. When you reach it at the right age, it will grab you, insert itself into your life, and then you'll feel the need to have it. So yeah, that's just uh, me explaining how, you know, I feel about Pokemon and why it's still an ongoing thing. There's something about Pokemon, it's like a drug, man. It gets into your system. It's like, hey man, I need some of that Pokemon. Give me some of that good stuff. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, with all that in mind, when I heard that they were going to be making a live action Pokemon movie, but it was a Detective Pikachu one, you know, based on that spin off 3DS game that not many people had heard of, I was like, of all the things you wanted to adapt with the first live-action Pokemon movie and you're choosing that Detective Pikachu game that was at the time you know still Japanese exclusive until we got it not too long afterwards um, in the West but anyway yeah it's just wow this is weird and then they started announcing the cast and then we found out that Ryan Reynolds was gonna be the voice of Detective Pikachu and I'm just like why 
don't get me wrong, Ryan Reynolds is a great guy. He has a nice voice, but he's so him. And also, his voice is Deadpool. So when I saw the first trailer and I could just hear him, I was just like, this is a Deadpool talking Pikachu right now. It was very off-putting. I was thinking, you could have picked any other actor that had like at least a voice that sounded a little different. And even though I knew this wasn't going to happen, when people were floating the idea online about Danny DeVito being the voice of Detective Pikachu, I was like, yo, that's great. The <laughs> the clips that they used from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia really helped like lend itself to uh, you know Pikachu's character, especially if you hear what the Japanese version sounds like. His voice is a lot more gruff, a little bit more older sounding. So, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a different voice, but considering how Reynolds did in the, in the film, he wasn't that bad. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. So that first trailer when it showed up in November 2018, I remember seeing the internet freaking out about it and I'm like, I saw the first image of Pikachu, you know, that sort of scene where he comes from behind that table in the dark with the, you know, light shining on him, I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks so strange. I mean, there's always been those weird realistic depictions of Pokemon on DeviantArt and all the other areas of the internet before that, but this just looked odd to me. I mean, Pikachu looked like Pikachu, it kind of looked cute, but... Because he had more realistic facial expressions in there, I'm like, mm, I don't know. But then I watched the trailer and I was just like, mm, I'm still not sure. But within about two days, my interest in the film increased by at least, I don't know, 50%. Just because the more I started to look at it, the more I was like, you know what? I kind of just want to see this just to see what other Pokemon are in here. Because there's something inherently fun as a Pokemon fan is seeing all these different types of Pokemon from all the different generations depicted in this, you know, new CGI, you know, format mixed in with live action. And there's never been a film outside of, I guess, the animated material that's ever depicted Pokemon in a realistic fashion. Um, and especially with games like Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, which allows you to interact with your Pokemon in probably the most amount of ways that you've been able to since they introduced that sort of thing. And I think it was Gen 6 with X and Y, where you had that Pokemon Ami thing where you could go about and pet your Pokemon, feed it snacks and stuff like that. People would just like to see Pokemon in their natural environments, hanging around with people, interacting, you know, petting them if you can ride them or like stuff like that. So. I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh look, look at all the Pokemon there, I can see a Dodri over there, there's Charmander, there's Squirtle, and there's all these other like people running around, I'm like, oh this is cool dude, so I was hyped, just to see the Pokemon depictions, and again, some of them look really strange, or you know, just surprising, I know a lot of people were freaked out by Mr. Mime, but I thought he looked great, just because of all the Pokemon, he looked as accurate to the, you know, original source material, just with a more... I guess realistic face which was surprising at first but I kind of like the smugness of him which was really fun so yeah uh, with the second trailer I thought it was interesting again because we got to see more Pokemon here and there there was a bigger emphasis on Greninja and obviously we found out Mewtwo was going to be in the film as well I was like yo hype okay okay and Mewtwo looked pretty cool as well I wasn't keen on the choice of music because that I need a hero song has been overdone so much but um, yeah the marketing for this film was pretty good. I was getting more and more interested, and I went to see the film on opening day last week, and you know what? It was pretty good. And I'm going to tell you why in this review. And yeah, as per usual, we're going to talk about story, characters, presentation, and then the overall conclusion. So without further ado, we're going to jump in.
Alright, so the plot for the film can be summed up as the following. It happens to set around Tim Goodman, a normal guy who doesn't have any Pokemon in his life. In a world where everyone happens to have a Pokemon partner, he is just one of those who were exempt from that. He used to be interested in Pokemon as a child, but he sort of grew out of it. He basically comes to Rhyme City, the main location of this film, to try and figure out what happened to his father after he disappeared many, many years ago. And while searching his father's apartment, he happens to come across a Pikachu. But this Pikachu is different from all sorts of other Pokemon in the sense that it can talk and Tim seems to be the only one who can understand him. And since this Pikachu also happened to be his father's former partner, the two of them decide to team up to figure out what happened to his uh, father and uncover this interesting mystery. And from there, all sorts of crazy things happen in this unique adventure. And that is the best way for me to summarize this plot without going into the area of spoilers. What I will say about this film is this. It was predictable, but still pretty fun. And I enjoyed it a lot, but I think it's mainly because I'm a Pokemon fan. This film definitely caters to the Pokemon fandom. I think it does the most pandering to its fan base than any other video game adaptation I've seen so far, in the sense that if you know Pokemon, there is so much for you to see and discover and hear. And for me, who, like I said before, grew up in Pokemon when it literally exploded on the scene back in the late 90s, I was able to pick up so many different references from the video games and possibly, like, you know, some of the films in the anime series as well. And, you know, from verbal references to visual references and some stuff that I'm not sure actually had connective tissue to the games but you could probably make those parallels if you really look for them. It was great seeing all these different Pokemon all out in their environments doing certain things that you know that they do in the video games is cool. Hearing certain people make reference to certain other things and say certain things about the world and the way in which Pokemon works. It feels very expansive like this is a world that is fully formed and that there is so much potential left out there for future material whether it be a sequel to this film or creating a uh, larger cinematic universe with Pokemon and I know that cinematic universe is, is not exactly a nice term to hear just because after the crazy thing that we've gone through with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and some of these other studios that have tried and failed and have varying successes in creating you know uh, cohesive cinematic universes within a set of films Pokemon as a franchise is ripe for cinematic universe power and I for one considering how many Pokemon there are now there's like what close to 900 or something there is so much potential just to see all these sort of different adventures with uh, you know Pokemon and Pokemon trainers or just Pokemon in general just like out in their environments doing things this film sets up a foundation for so many more interesting adventures but beyond that, the film is just fun. There is a nice sense of humor to it. There's a little bit of darkness here and there, and there's certain things that this film, like, you know, displays that I never thought I'd see in a Pokemon-related film, but it was very welcome. And, yeah, this film is definitely made for kids, but there's enough subtle things here and there that adults will be able to pick up on it and enjoy as well. The one other thing I wanted to mention as well is that like I said before, the plot is a little predictable. Now, I already knew what the general outline of the plot from the original Detective Pikachu game was, and they sort of followed that in this film, but they changed a few things up, obviously, for the sake of Western audiences. And um, some of the stuff I actually forgot about, but then as it came to light, I was like, oh, so this is what they're doing. 
oh well okay that's that's a thing but that's fine some of the predictable elements of the film were you know just a little eye rolling because with a property like Pokemon and some of the stuff that they did in the initial setup I thought that they were gonna go to some more interesting places with some of the stuff that happened in the plot later on it's definitely more intriguing and I guess enjoyable at the start and things start to get a little crazy towards the end but I still found the film to be fairly enjoyable and while some of the humor was fairly hit and miss I thought for the most part it was pretty solid and this film ends in a in a nice kind of way it has like you know it's nice emotional moments here and there and again it just sets up the foundation for something really fun in the future and I can't wait to see what the possibilities are I'm kind of hyped I'm kind of hyped <laughs> if you couldn't tell already when it comes to the cast they were pretty solid for the most part although some stood out more so than others so let's start out with Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu now as I said before at first I thought Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu was still just kind of weird because it's Ryan Reynolds slash Deadpool voicing a Pikachu but he suits the role fairly well he has that nice kind of charisma charm sassiness that was really good his comedic timing as always is really good and his interactions with uh, Justice Smith is pretty good I just enjoyed the heck out of him he just did really well with that voice of his and it just lent to like some really fun and uh, witty moments here and there also Justice Smith as Tim Goodman was pretty good as well now the last film I saw him in was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and he was one of the most annoying people I've ever had to watch in a film in my life and while he doesn't get to nearly as bad of an annoying place he has a few moments here and there now I like Tim as a character he's a dude who has father issues essentially and you know he has some apprehension about like you know was it interacting with Pokemon for XYZ reason which you'll see in the film and he does get a little too pessimistic and annoying on occasions but I did find his character decent enough that I'd follow him with his adventure and seeing where the story goes and how he sort of grows as a character as the film went on it was it was nice it was nice so he was Smith was more tolerable in this film than he was in some of the other ones Catherine Newton as Lucy Stevens, the junior reporter who happens to accompany Tim on his adventure, she was also pretty good. She was nice, peppy, sassy, kind of cool and like, you know, dorky in some kind of ways as well. But she was fun. I, I liked her and her Psyduck, which was just jokes. I mean, I've always liked Psyduck as a character just because he's so weird and dumb. But this one looked kind of brain dead and strange, but in that sort of fun kind of way. Um, yeah, so Newton was good and she had a good rapport with uh, Justice Smith as well. Bill Nye as Howard Clifford, his character surprised me. I didn't know he was in the film until I started watching it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I liked how his character was part of this massive corporation who wanted to basically try to find a way to make Pokemon and people live in harmony. And he seems so nice and cool. And Bill Nye, he has that sort of presence which you like to see in like most films. And he did a pretty good job in the movie. Ken Watanabe as uh, Detective Hedio Yoshida, he was alright, I mean he didn't really contribute much to the film, he was good but he honestly could have been anybody, and uh, Chris Gere as Roger Clifford, he was good, I kinda liked him but not really much to say, Suki Waterhouse as Miss Norman was pretty good, especially when you find out what's going on with her character as well, and yeah, then there's Rio Ora as uh, 
Dr. Anne Laurent, which I honestly didn't even know was her at the time. I don't know if it was just the lighting or whatever. I'm just like, she was in the she was in the film. I see her in the credits. I'm like, who was she? And I'm like, oh, that's who she was. Well, you know what? Color me slightly impressed in the sense that there was only one other film I've ever seen her in where she, her acting skills were like, you know, actually, you know, put to the test. And I thought she was pretty good in this scene. So yeah, she was all right. Everybody else in the film was pretty good. Uh, not really much else to say about the cast beyond that, really. And now it's time to talk about the presentation, and this is where the film really shines. For the most part, visually this film looks great. Seeing all these different Pokemon interacting, whether they're walking around or doing battle, or you see these crazy action sequences where the camera's doing like some crazy tracking shots, or you can see stuff happening from like, you know, a really wide shot from a distance. Everything seems to be filmed in a really nice way, and most of the visual effects for the most part look really good. All of these Pokemon have been painstakingly rendered in this sort of realistic way. So certain Pokemon that have like, you know, scaly skin or fur or, you know, different shades and colors and stuff like that that you wouldn't expect to see have all been depicted in this really cool way. And it makes sense because, you know, certain frog Pokemon look like frogs or certain dragons look like dragons or mouse or like mice and, you know, flower based things, they have those you know, texture-based attributes that you would attribute to real life. And it's so good. And while, again, some of these Pokemon just look a little weird because you're not used to seeing them with these extra realistic, you know, textures applied, most of them look really good. I have a newfound appreciation for Bulbasaur. I only ever liked Bulbasaur from, like, you know, the old anime just because Ash had one, and that guy was cool as hell. But this, the Bulbasaurs in these movies, oh my god, I want one that's so friggin' cute. Oh, Bulbasaur, oh, my dude. But anyway, um, yeah, so many of the Pokemon look cool. Charizard, especially in action when you see him in the film, he looks intense as hell, man. So badass and crazy looking, like freaking out. But yeah, there's all these other different types of Pokemon you see. Snubble looks great. Jigglypuff looks cool. Mewtwo looks really good, although there's certain scenes in there where it's like, you know, some of the facial stuff just looks a little strange. And some of the special effects for some of the Pokemon during their, like, you know, more active and action-based sequences does look a little blurry and could have used a bit more uh, touching up. There's one Pokemon in particular, which I don't want to mention, but let's just say it doesn't look nearly as good as it could have done, just because I'm going to give mild spoiler, mild spoiler right now, mild spoiler. Is it Gengar? Gengar is one of those really cool-looking ghost-type Pokemon, and in this film, it kind of just looked a little dusty and... I know it's a ghost, so you know, it should be able to phase in and out, but it had more of a ghastly kind of form than a Gengar kind of form, and it looked kind of weird. Just didn't look nearly as nice as all the other Pokemon. Anyway, spoiler over. Um, also, there's one action sequence in the film which you see a bit of in the trailers, and when you actually find out what is happening there, it's like, okay, but why? There's, what? Why? how did this happen and why did it need to happen in a way it felt like you know just a crazy action sequence for the sake of a crazy action sequence and when you see it you 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 may question that and there's a few other things in the plot i know i'm in the you know uh presentation area but there's a few things in the plot which you may be able to pick apart or just question as to why this is happening and how it was able to happen but you know whatever beyond that again 
the action looks good, the CGI looks pretty solid, and when it comes to the uh, film score from Henry Jackman of all people, I was like, yo, this is actually pretty good. It's not one of his like you know super high tier uh, film scores, but the way in which he's able to you know put in all of his notable elements that makes his film scores so nice and serene and impactful is pretty good and the way in which he was able to also incorporate some of the original Pokemon music in the film as well was really really nice I'm like yo this is good it has a bit of like an electronic slash EDM kind of sound incorporated into it and I like that I like that a lot uh, so yeah Henry Jackman did a good job with this the music also featured in this film, there's one by Rita Ora which is okay I guess, but there's this other one featuring Honest Boys and Lil Uzi Vert called Electricity, which was produced by Pharrell I believe. That song is cool, it's catchy as heck and it's so annoying that it's not out yet. I need that bloody song because it's been stuck in my head for like literally like the last few days. It's a good song. Alright and that just leads us to the conclusion, what did I think of? Pokemon Detective Pikachu, or Detective Pikachu for short. I thought it was pretty good. It's not the most amazing film ever, but it done enough for me where I'm just like, I would like to see a sequel to this. Not only that, but I would like to see more of this Pokemon world because they have, again, opened up so many avenues for more Pokemon related stuff to happen. And with the amount of source material that you could grab, not only from the games, but also from like the anime series as well, there is plenty of material that you could adapt or just create new material for in general. The Pokemon looked great. It was so nice to see them depicted in this, like, you know, CGI slash live action world. The story, though predictable, was fun and had some, you know, good light-hearted ending, you know, some emotional moments here and there. The music was pretty solid. And, yeah, besides some of the plot elements that just get a little crazy and, you know, WTF towards the end, it's still pretty good, you know? I had fun with it. So yeah, I would recommend it, but mainly only if you're a kid or if you know your Pokemon fandom, because again, you don't know any of that stuff, you're going to get lost, mate. <laughs> um, so anyway, whatever your thoughts are for the film, please be sure to leave me a comment in the comment section below or drop me a line on Twitter where I am at hypersonic 55 or at filmfocus55 or holler at me via the email thehypersonic 55 at gmail.com. And we are here on SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher, so be sure to check us out there, subscribe, give me some stars, give me some ratings, give me some feedback, I am open to everything. So yeah, that will end it for another episode of Film Focus, thank you for listening as always. Um, I still have some stuff in the pipeline, I think the next major review for the podcast will be John Wick 3, and there's still me needing to talk about that Sonic movie thing. Uh, I just need a little bit more time to like, you know, was it adjust my thoughts for that? So look forward to those when they come. So until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Hypersonic 55. Signing out. Peace. Peace.